social media, you either love it or you hate it. There's really no in between. Yeah, it used to be the kids loved it. Now the parents love it. It's hilarious. It's completely turned on its head. Um, <laughs> but yes, on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode, we're gonna dive into social media, why it's important for your home improvement company to be using social media. Um, and a few tips and tricks to get the most out of your growth. We'll also cover a little bit of the advertising side. Yep. And we'll be featuring Melissa Fuentes, who's the marketing coordinator at the Window Source West Texas. And she does an amazing job with their social media. So we're excited to talk about social media with her. Stay tuned. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Miner. I'm Josh Carter. And this is episode number two. Yeah. Number two. We, we made, made it. it. We made it a whole nother episode. Um, really excited for this episode. I will probably say that before every episode, but before this one, um, I really mean it because not only do we have an awesome guest, Melissa Fuentes, who we mentioned in the opener, um, but social media is, is really an important aspect of any home improvement company. Yeah. And we can really bucketize social media into to two different buckets, right? You have organic free social media the basics basically like yep. 101 you know let's get to posting right and understanding who's engaging with your content and then the second bucket is paid right it's an investment and we got to make sure we're maximizing maximizing on the investment because a lot of home improvement companies that that we've seen end up overspending um, and not tracking so we're going to touch on best ways to manage both your paid social media strategy as well as your free social media strategy. Yeah. And going along with what you just said about um, they're not doing it effectively. The number one reason for that is they're not effectively targeting their audience or segmenting their audience out. Um, That's where you need to start with any social media strategy before you even make your first TikTok, before you even send (laughs) your first Snapchat, you need to know who you're sending it to or who you want to send it to. Um, Think about your current customer base. You've got on one hand, you've got the longtime homeowners that are the grizzled veterans of the home improvement uh, world. They've had windows replaced. They're typically going to be on Facebook. There's a bleed over into Instagram um, with some of that, but um, then you got the Matt Miners. Then you have the Mees. Yeah, because you just bought your house. What? How many yeah, years ago? 2016. Years? So, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. So bought it at twenty at twenty six. Youngest people's in. in me and my uh, fiance now, the youngest people in the neighborhood. Um, so young, in fact, we were at a block party and uh, got the cops. Didn't get the cops called, but there's like always that nosy Nancy in the neighborhood. It's oh, yeah. always like, how old are you? Why are you drinking at the block party? Are you one of the high school kids? And we're like, no, that's our house right there. But anyways. Oh, that's nuts. So you really, you really don't want to be putting your your audience and just assume, you don't want to assume your audience. Don't box it. Yeah. Don't box, don't it, box it. Cause, cause a lot of times you, you'll start looking into your CRM and understanding like the demographics of your audience, you know, location, age, all that stuff. Yep. You should be hopefully tracking. And if you aren't, you should be tracking. Uh, but yeah, peel open the onion, understand like what's happening. Yeah. And then like on the flip side of the older audience, you have the young about to buy homes. Yep. And what that really comes down to is forming relationships and getting, we call it brand equity, right? Like putting yourself in front of them, getting them familiar with your brand. So when they do go to pull that trigger on a mortgage and they have a problem with their house and they need something fixed after inspection, oh, I remember those guys. 
uh, from that really awesome TikTok video they made. <laughs> <laughs> but really, though, um, two platforms for social media that are absolutely critical for home improvement businesses, Facebook and Instagram. Instagram. And yeah. what's great about Facebook and Instagram is they're Instagram's owned by Facebook. So when we touch on the paid stuff, uh, you can so all amazing. You like, can manage it all on one platform. Yeah, it's so fantastic. It's great. Um, being able to cross post, like, yeah, it, it's amazing. Um, really, the biggest thing though, when it comes to social media, is content. I personally, I know everyone has th- had this moment of like, all right, I need to post something on Facebook, but I don't know what the hell to post. Yeah, it's kind of like what we talked about last week with the blog. Yeah. Right. We're just sitting in front of a blank screen trying to figure out what to write. Yeah. 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 You need inspiration. You need to know uh, what your customer wants to see. And there's nothing worse than having a Facebook that's got one post every month that's just like, learn more about our services. Click here. Yeah. Nobody's going to click on that. They have six followers and it's all the owner and like his family. Yep. It's kind of <laughs> like when. We were in bands in high school, and we were trying to get people to like our Facebook page. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's a it's a strategy. Like, oh man, there's an organic strategy that actually we're excited to talk about. Uh, Michael Madison from Service Monster last week shared with us some really good ideas to grow organically. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's touch on content right now. Um, we've already said, you know, many times social media can fall by the wayside because it's so easy to not post. Um, it's so hard to come up with something that's relevant and content that would. Um, make your audience engaged with your brand. And it's just like blogging where your that one post isn't necessarily going to generate a sale. Exactly. Right? You're, you're kind of building the the funnel or the snowball, I guess you could say. Like it's, yeah. it's rolling down the hill. The more you post, the more you engage with your audience on social media. In the same way, the more you blog, the more juice you get from an SEO perspective. Yeah. Some of the best social media um, content postings that I've seen other home improvement companies do they approach it with a like inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, Think like extreme makeover home edition. Exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, building stories around their, you know, recent renovation. Um, Melissa Fuentes does an amazing job of this. We'll touch on that later. But um, anytime you have like an addition to a house, like that is a huge moment for homeowners. Like it's their, their home is expanding or um, their, their flooring gets replaced. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's it's an emotional moment for that customer. And capturing that and being able to tell that story. And um, that's the amazing thing. Like, having, I mentioned we bought our home and like it was built in like 1970s. And like learning about the previous homeowners and it's, there's a whole like story that is just begging to be told about every home and um, every like customer that you have. And I think the beauty of it is 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 the beauty of it, right? So you've got the story, you've got a story you can share, just like Extreme Makeover Home Edition. But at the same time, you can showcase your work, yeah, to how freaking beautiful it is. Yeah, honestly, some of the because like we work with Pella, and some of the pictures that I've seen of Pella and Window Source and Window World social media posts, like unbelievably that's beautiful yeah. windows beautifully framed shots <laughs> yeah and like it's the same concept of like people that are selling homes it's uh you know stage uh, stage shots of like sometimes they put the hdr a little bit too on the pictures and it makes it look like a comic book but yeah there's a lot of visual things you can do and that you have the upper hand with because by nature home improvement home renovation home remodeling 
it's a very visual type of work. Yeah, and, and I've seen like companies do it really well. Um, they will post on Instagram like a series of pictures, mm-hmm. and oftentimes before and after pictures work really well too. Yeah. So like you know on Instagram how you can like swipe oh, yeah. between pictures. For sure. Yeah, it's like yeah. the same kind of thing for like home improvement with the before and after. And I've seen some really clever ways that they've been able to like almost do a panorama picture by like swiping oh. left on the on on Instagram. That, yeah, that is like my favorite way to showcase yeah. like a like a panoramic view. Yeah, it's amazing. Of a home. It's, it's really awesome. engaging like uh you can track customers that interact with it. Um yeah, there's so much you can do. Um that's just on the Facebook side of the house. And I mean, talking about visual, like that's all Instagram is. It's yeah. it should be your bread and butter for getting in front of customers. Um I know we've talked about organic growth I did want to mention a really, really cool strategy for growth that uh, Gary Vaynerchuk has. It's called the, it's the $1.80 growth strategy mm. for Instagram. So we're not into the paid yet stuff. Don't get confused. Um, just imagine you start every day with an imaginary $1.80 in the bank account. Your goal every day is to leave two cents on the top nine posts under 10 hashtags that are relevant to your business. Okay, so you start with $1.80 yep. in figurative money, and then you leave two cents on the top nine posts? Top nine posts under the 10 hashtags that are relevant to your business. Okay, like what hashtags are you thinking? Yeah, so before we dive into that, I just want to clarify that like when I say leave two cents, it's not like, <laughs> please follow, please like and subscribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you're offering, oh, this is a really thoughtful post. And just like the blog, how you don't want to just jump in and, and say, hey, buy yeah. our stuff in the yeah. entire blog post. <laughs> it's the same way when you comment on social these social media posts. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, so leave something thoughtful and engaging on the, I'm going to repeat it, the top nine posts under 10 hashtags that are relevant to your business. So leave two cents on the top nine posts <laughs> under the 10 hashtags. Yeah. Okay. We're really good with numbers. Makes sense. Um, but I have a really cool little quiz for you, Josh, that Ooh, I wanted to, to pop on you. Let's go. Um, I'm just going to see, we're going to talk about hashtags here on Instagram. And so you need to think of like 10 hashtags that are relevant to your business. So I picked a couple of hashtags that are relevant to the home improvement business. And I want you to guess how many posts you think there are under each hashtag. Okay. Let's go. I hope you didn't look at the... the I did not look at the prep sheet for this. (laughs) All right. right. Hashtag home decor. How many posts? In like a week, a month? Just currently trending. Oh, currently trending. Probably say 20K. Uh, 61.2 million. Holy shit, I was way off. (laughs) I didn't realize people used hashtags that much. People love to use hashtags because you get in front of other people and you're... You're, you're marketing yourself. Is it, is it like littered with a lot of like vendors or is it like a lot of homeowners? Like who's, who's using that hashtag? It's, it's everyone under the sun. So any, yeah. I assume anybody that put a beautiful green <laughs> cactus plant right here. Yeah, this is hashtag <laughs> home decor right now. Oh, man. Um, so you comment, so the, so the goal here is to take that hashtag and like, and, and, and go into one of the posts. Go find posts that are maybe their potential customers or somebody that has um, influencers too. Um, influencers are a real big part of this. People that have a lot of interactions or a lot of comments yeah. on their posts. Um, dig in there and 
leave a thoughtful comment. People will see your brand associated with that influencer and it'll start to, to, you know, the wheels will start turning there. Um, I have another one for you. Go for it. Which I thought was interesting. Hashtag home remodeling. Home remodeling. I'm going to guess since the last one was in the millions I'm an, and that was home decor, which is pretty like suburban mom-esque. Um, <laughs> I'm going to guess home remodeling is going to be lower. So $2 million? 208000 Okay. Okay. So I overshot that. But that's super focused. Home which is remodeling. a really good... Uh, yeah. It's hyper-focused. Yeah. It's a lot easier to sift through 208000 Relatively easier to sift through that than $61.2 But... The people that are using hashtag home remodeling might not be your target audience. It might be other home remodeling companies mm. or you know, people that just had a job done. But you know. So who do you recommend to actually like be digging into these hashtags and like leaving the two cents and staying aligned with messaging? Yeah, I mean, a lot of companies I've seen um, typically have a social media like intern. Okay. That works. Like really, all you need is 15 to 20 hours a week, and you can be one of the best home improvement companies. Just have an intern come in or have literally, I think any college age kid yeah. um, can come in and really crush this strategy, really do a great job of this. And they're already like using social media, anyways. Yeah, they're fluent in it. I think, yeah, it's like better than, honestly, better than we are. Like, yeah. <laughs> like oh, when absolutely. You, it's, it's kind of funny because what you can do is, is, as long as, as long as this is what I found, at least from my experience, as long as like the intern or whoever you have running social media is consistent on messaging or mm -hmm. consistent on how they engage yeah. and they're, and they're not super salesy, but when they do need to have a sales conversation, they're ready to jump in and they're ready to tag somebody in. Cause oftentimes what I found just seeing this, especially when we look at the kind of work that like Michael Madison does at service monster, how he comments on different people's Instagram posts, it can mm -hmm. always start a conversation. Conversations are where it's at. And then, so at that point it's like, okay. You've started a conversation. You've said, oh, that's a really cool window, right? Or so, whatever whatever you're commenting on in, in that hashtag in the post. Then you can go in and actually like have a almost a sales conversation and get a lead from it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, this all comes down to engagement. And you're going to waste a lot of time if you're just posting stuff. Yep. When somebody comments on it, like just engage with them. It's so easy just to have a conversation right there. Like you were mentioning, um, when we played music, I, I could have an entire whole other music podcast of just like marketing for that. Yeah. But it's a lot of the same B2C standards. You can follow someone and then engage with them in their like DMS. You can slide into their DMS and you can have a conversation with someone about if they liked, you know, windows on your post. And it's not a weird thing if you're a home improvement company. <laughs> yeah, if you're sliding into DMs. Yeah, it's not as, as like, much of company. an abrasive approach as opposed to the random guy on Instagram <laughs> yeah. with no followers and he's following yeah. like a thousand models. Yeah, yeah, it can get really <laughs> weird. But, uh, but yeah, so meaningful conversations, start conversations with your customers, engage them, uh, just be present. Yep. Um, have, on, if you hire someone 15 to 20 hours, like if you hire like your niece or nephew to come in and just schedule out posts for a week, um, that's another thing. Keep it relative. Yeah. Keep it, keep the content um, educational. Keep it valuable. Think value, 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 value. I think Michael said that last yeah. time. Just like, like the blogging. Yeah. Keep it valuable. Don't post one-off stuff and please do not ever post anything political. Also, rule of thumb here. I, I've seen companies do that. It's 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 their attempt to like 
plant a flag in the ground, but all yeah. you're doing is alienating a ton of potential customers. Yep. Terrible business model. Don't ever do it. Another thing is, this is just general like job advice. Don't ever post where, where you work on your Facebook. I've seen so many people have in their profile of, I work at so-and-so doors and windows. Mm-hmm. There is so many ways you can fall into traps of, uh, actually my last company, this was a problem we had where I actually had to contact Facebook because we had a sales manager say something inappropriate, Mm -hmm. very inappropriate on a news article and it listed that he worked at our company. So somebody took a screenshot of it, posted it on our company page. Oh, that's rough. And it lived there. And it was like, it was the worst thing I've ever read. And it was just like, is this the type of people you employ? Yeah, and that's particularly important for like bigger organizations. Yeah. Like you've got to have, you know, if you're like a bigger like roofing or window or construction company, like make sure that those employees are in check on social media. Yeah. It sounds yeah. terrible to have be like that auditor. It almost sounds like a, like yeah. eyes in the sky, but it's important. It can ruin your brand. Yeah, just have some like social media guidelines. Yep. And if you are very strong, politically motivated, and you have a lot of opinions, totally fine. You might want to just think about creating a like separate account. <laughs> keeping... like a fake account or, yeah. just join, or just join Reddit. That's fine too. Yeah, there you go. Oh, um, man. But yeah, so that I think covered a lot of the stuff about organic um, growth, and we kind of went on a couple tangents there. But um, next, we're going to talk about more of the paid side of yeah. um, Facebook, Instagram, every social media, and uh, why it's important. And some strategies to get the most out of your dollar spend there. Yeah, and that's, I think, the one big thing about social media is it can be a big money hole, right? So, like we mentioned before, let's first figure out who who we need to target, who Mm -hmm. we need to go after. So, a really good practice is take a look at your CRM, understand, you know, what are the demographics? You know, what neighborhoods are you selling the most in? You can get super, super, super granular with your targeting on Facebook and Instagram. I once like accidentally targeted like uh people living within a specific zip code that yeah. were that was like pregnant women that <laughs> <laughs> lived in like just like uh like three bedroom homes like you can get so unbelievable granular with this stuff yeah so <laughs> that's the that's the really creepy yet amazing thing about targeting because yeah. that just means you don't overspend and like here at hatch like you know we're selling to home improvement companies we're never going to spend a dime targeting anybody that's not in that industry at least right now not right now so it's it's very very focused and in the same way with your home improvement company understand you know what neighborhoods you're typically selling into uh piggyback on word of mouth that's like that's like a really big thing like obviously home improvement is word of mouth Mm -hmm. is one of the main marketing strategies and we'll talk at a later podcast on how you can maximize that Mm -hmm. but when you talk about targeting on social media, understand like the neighborhoods, the typical age. So you can make sure that you're targeting the age and then understand like the value of each of your customer demographics, right? You could have, you know, you could have, you could find that there's like a trend of like certain neighborhoods or older neighborhoods and may need their roofing replaced yeah. more often than they may they might need their windows replaced in another neighborhood. So it's, it's very interesting how you can get super granular with it. Yeah. There's a really cool, um, I think it's Angie's list. I got an email the other day and mm-hmm. it was like, my, I mentioned earlier, the house was built in the 1970s and, um, the email said, Hey, your house, happy birthday to your house. It's like uh, 50 years old, 50 years old. <laughs> and it was like, uh, 
after 50 years, it's time to check in on your roof. Yep. Um, here are some good contractors that can give you a good evalu- like free evaluation, things like that. I so love that. That was a really interesting thing. And another thing I was thinking of while you were talking, um, that here's a free, I don't know if anybody's done this before, but here's a free like uh, targeting thing. Uh-huh. When you complete a job in a neighborhood, what if you uh, took a picture, took a case study, yeah. interviewed the customer um, that lived in the neighborhood, and then used that as the content and targeted, blanketed the rest of the neighborhood? Dude, that is a great idea. Yeah. So okay, feel free to use that. That's our million dollar idea. <laughs> And we're, when we when we leave Hatch, right? This <laughs> yeah, is what we're we gonna start, do. We're gonna do <laughs> when we start our roofing company. We'll call it Neighborhood it. Roofers. Yeah, LLC. <laughs> so <laughs> so you can get super granular with your targeting. Um, again, like you don't want to bucket your entire audience into one one bucket, essentially. Yeah. Um, so serve up different. Serve up essentially, like I say, like the right message to the right audience. You know your customers a million times better than we do. So mm-hmm. just. Deliver the right messaging, messaging to the right audience. Exactly, uh, and you'll be and you'll be golden, right? So with Facebook and Instagram, going through kind of the, the different things that you can target on. Um, obviously, we talked on location, we talked on age. Um, another really neat thing is you can target based on income. So yep. if you sell like a premium product, let's just say for example, like you sell one type of roofing that is you know twice as much as like the low level roofing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, material that you that you use, like you can target like a zip code based upon its average household income. Oh yeah. One way. Right. And then you can target that other roofing, you know, material another way. Yeah. Uh, to the, to the lower income household, average median household income. So it's, yeah. it's really interesting because you, because that, that Facebook gives you that ability while also like, well, protecting personal information Yeah. <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> well, you know how they get those like household revenue things, right? Yeah. It's because people say where they work on their profile. Don't do it. <laughs> exactly. The other, the other really cool thing that, that Facebook allows you to not, but not a lot of people know about in Facebook and Instagram They're we're going to consider them synonymous when it comes to targeting because they're owned by the same, same company. So you use, you use Facebook ads and Facebook business manager to, to do all that stuff uh, is life events. Mm-hmm. Like if you're recently engaged, like you're about to get married Yep. Right. There's a lot of folks in your in your boat that are looking to buy a starter home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of my friends are. I know this is super anecdotal, but um, just being in that like transitional age from yeah. like your 20s to your 30s, getting married, settling down, all of that. Um, it's a really we mentioned this earlier, but brand equity and building good faith with them while they're in the process. So recently engaged. I, I, what I've seen work well with home improvement is like typically engagements last like over one year for the most part. Right. So you can do not marriages, right? No, not marriages. That's <laughs> all right. Cross the fingers. Right. <laughs> um, so typically what works better uh, for home improvement companies is to toggle recently engaged at least one year yep. because they're probably like getting into the point of like, okay, this is for real. We've been doing this for a year. Like we're going to be thinking about potentially buying a home, uh, needing to renovate whatever home we end up buying because most of these starter homes are not going to be brand new homes, right? Yeah. So that's that's one piece of it. The other is newlyweds, right? Because the newlyweds could be in that process too. You can target based on that. And you can also target based on recently moved. So if yeah, you true. so Facebook knows when somebody well if somebody posts on Facebook that I just moved to a new city, like I moved from you know New York to Richmond, Virginia, then right. Facebook's going to pick up on that. Or if they have like IP like tracking and oh, yeah. like location services um 
Yeah. It has Facebook has a lot of data that you can capitalize on. So take advantage of it. For yeah. <laughs> the recently moved use case is pretty interesting because um, you know, if somebody recently moves, they're either in the process of looking for a home or they've already found a home and they're and as a remodeler, you can capitalize on him saying, Hey, like you you know, recently just moved, yeah. you know, consider like the latest and greatest of whatever product that you sell. Well, here's like a, here's a checklist of things that you should know moving. If they move in from out of state, maybe you have a different climate, things that you can just kind of educate them on. Um, It's almost like piggybacking on the blog too. Yeah. It's not just like selling your products. Yeah. Here's a, here's a great blog we wrote on um, like checking in for the first time for your house and making sure that everything is, all your windows are sealed and um, how to, you know, get the scrapes off your flooring, things like that. So um, there's a lot of potential there. And another cool thing you can do is you can target people that like your page. So as like a repeat customer strategy, that's a really good one too. I've seen, I've seen companies do really well with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially companies that like upsell a warranty, for example, so they can, you know, (laughs) I don't know. It's, it's pretty common, at least in, in, in certain industries within home improvement is, selling a like an additional warranty like a lifetime warranty that yeah. wasn't that was initially maybe like a two-year warranty so you could always like use those kind of things to upsell what they've already bought as well as like pitch new products yeah for them yeah. as well and if they like their page they're pretty warm to your brand chances Absolutely, are yeah um yeah if they like your page like i know previously uh, i was at a b2b um company before mm-hmm. i was at hatch but um one thing, one thing we found, we were still connecting B to C because um, the lines of B to B or business to business and business to customer are really blurred now. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing we really found that uh, was effective was we just went through every person that liked our page and we set a um, ad up serving up to them and we held just a raffle. Interesting. It, Melissa Fuentes has a really cool story of how they did a like free window giveaway they gave away f- like 10 free windows to their social media followers. Damn. Yeah. It's, I, I, yeah. It's awesome. I don't want to steal her thunder. I know. I just ruined her thunder, but I just, I'm so excited. Yeah. So you can target people that like your page. You can also target people that attend an event. So a really popular one with a lot of like the Richmond window dealers and remodelers uh, is the Virginia home show that takes place just north of Richmond every single year. Yeah. Um, the Virginia Home Show, it's like it showcases all the remodelers. So if you've got a home, home show in, in your city, you know, target people that said that they're attending that because chances Ta- are that they're going to be interested. And if you don't have the cash to put down to, to actually go to the event, you can target people still, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, that went to the event. So you can have a presence without actually being there. It's yeah, you the can, beauty of advertising. We do this all the time. Yeah, that's the beauty of like <laughs> social media because people are going to be walking around checking Facebook, Instagram. Like, yep. Drop a pin right on top of the convention center where it's happening and yep. just serve some ads up. Yep. And, even if, and you can even get as granular as to say, and said going to this <laughs> event. Exactly. So you, we can be so granular with this. But as, as you go through all these things and do a freaking great job at your your targeting make sure that you're tracking effectively right track it yeah make sure you're using google analytics to track you know how well your ads are doing that's always really important um and also remember to um you know understand what percentages of of your of those people that end up going on your site request a quote and then what percentage of those people end up actually making a purchase so you can understand okay like what advertising strategy brought me the most demos or you know 
quotes requested versus the what percentage of which, you know, how much value did we get out of people who actually, you know, made a purchase from a particular ad unit yeah, or campaign. Always be testing. Always be testing. <clears throat> ABT. So a few things not to do, and we'll just touch on this real quick, is uh, don't over-target. Yeah. Like, don't just think, don't just, like, blanket, you know, 0 to 18, 18 to 35. <laughs> we already talked through that. Don't overspend. So make sure you're tracking continually, right? Yep. Um, and then last is obviously not measuring. So measure, measure, measure. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. So that was uh, just kind of a, a quick little insight on um, – some organic things you can do, some of the paid, uh, some things you can do on the paid side of the house. Um, next, we're going to have Melissa Fuentes, who's going to hop on a uh, Zoom call with us. Um, we'll ask her a few questions about their strategy, and we hope you stick around. So welcome back to the podcast. We're so excited to have Melissa Fuentes um, as our guest this uh, week. She is the marketing coordinator at Windows Source West Texas, um, and we are really excited to have her on because she does an amazing job with the social media presence out there. They've done a lot of cool things, and thanks so much for being here. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Cool. So uh, my biggest question is, you know, what's your approach at the Windows Source today with respect to social media? Because you're, you're doing a lot of things right that we can see. Um, you know, what's your current approach? How did it all start? You know, obviously there was probably some sort of ramp up period. We'd love to hear your story. Okay. Well, it all started in June, 2017. I have a computer science degree, so I've always played with computers since I was real young. Mm -hmm. Um, my older sister, Sandy, she's the owner of the company really needed help in the office with computer work. Um, I also manage her WordPress site and because I pretty fluent with computers, I can catch on pretty well. She just asked me to post before and after pictures here and there, do this, do that. And so after a while, I started taking courses for Photoshop to edit the photos, to make them look nicer, to work, mainly work on lighting and bring out colors and all of that. And after that, we just, we no longer need a lead generator system or person to help us because a lot of our posts bring those leads. Nice. That's awesome. And are you using Instagram and Facebook? What, what are, what's your, I guess, what's your stack look like? We use Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, but we use our personal LinkedIn accounts. We don't have a, <clears throat> a window source LinkedIn yet. So I'm still back and forth on starting that. Makes sense. Very cool. I, you mentioned in the last question, you said, um, you, you mentioned visual. Is that a lot of what your content is? Is it based around a lot of visual type things? Um, yeah. Um, a lot of people like to look at our product before they buy, which so they can see how the windows or doors may look on their home. So we do like to take a lot of photos before and afters, um, especially just to explain how the profile of our products may look on their home. I also work with other software. So if they wanna see black versus white colored windows on their home, I'll take a picture of the front of their house and I'll do a mock-up of how our windows could possibly look like with whatever color options or grid options that they would want. That's awesome. That's awesome. I've never heard of that. <laughs> Very cool. Very like personalized. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it helps seal the deal sometimes. I mean, sometimes they are very indecisive as to if they want black windows or the brown windows. And so doing that mock-up really helps them make that decision. And that of course translates to when you post those before and afters and carry that content over to social media. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, they really like it. They like to see the dramatic look. And then once the, the job is complete, I mean, yesterday I saw one of my clients and he said it looked even better than what I had shown him. It could possibly look like. That's amazing. Yeah. I was really excited to be told that. Have you ever had anybody that looked at like the mock-up of what they were thinking and they were like, uh, definitely don't move forward with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we have on our siding jobs. We've had a few clients who want to do, um, gray siding with another color fascia with white windows, like all kinds of colors. Interesting. We'll, we'll do what they ask. And then once they see it, they're just like, Whoa, that's a lot of colors. And then we'll put our suggestions in after that and help them kind of coordinate those colors to go with their home. Nice. So after, the, so after the job are, are, do you have a hard time, like oftentimes getting buy-in to ask them to like post their house on social media or are they, are most of the folks pretty receptive? They're pretty receptive. Um, Once in a while, we will have a client who just isn't comfortable with that. And of course, we respect them. We'll still ask them if we can at least have the after photo to show other clients when we're out in the field, but we won't post them out of respect for what they want. They're they're really excited to see their picture on Facebook or on Instagram. Um, We have started the house of the month um, this year. This is our first year doing it. We have January and February up now. I'm starting to work on March. And so... Other window sources have done that before, and they have clients who have actually asked if they could be the house of the month. So yesterday we went and took our March house of the month photos, and it was, um, Sandy told me it was really cool because they got dressed up. We did different angles, and we just kind of have fun with it, you know? It's, it's really cool. They get really excited. That's, That's awesome. great, yeah. Um, kind of going along with that, with the uh, social media campaigns, um, did I hear, Kurt, you had a campaign going that was like a raffle for windows? Uh, yeah, um, it was a giveaway for, we do it every Christmas. Last year was our second year to do it. We give away 10 free windows. Um, we give the area, I mean, we go as far as Monaghan's, which is about an hour from Midland, to Big Spring, which is the opposite way, an hour away. And um, we give the area an opportunity to put their name in. And then come midnight of December 24th, we'll draw the name in. We'll give them 10 free windows and paid the, for the installation and everything the christmas miracle <laughs> <clears throat> i don't know if y'all saw the video from 2019 um she was really really surprised she started crying on the phone and yeah. it's very emotional really cool but just seeing the before of their their home because they had a, they needed a lot of extra labor a lot of rotted wood mm-hmm. in that home and so being able to do that for them and help them out was really really cool yeah we were talking about that earlier in the podcast about kind of framing a story so that, that's what made extreme makeover home edition so successful right is that story along with like the aesthetics of the work you're doing kind of combining those it's awesome yeah i, I like it i mean we're hoping this year we'll get more of the area involved um last year was the first time we aired on live television sandy was given an interview live on tv that was really wow. cool we got some leads off that and some returning customers came and put their name in and it was really cool. So we get more excited about who the family's going to be, of course, and who we're going to be helping out that year. So it's really cool. Yeah. That's a great, like, that's another thing we didn't even touch on is like using social media and like cross collaborating with other like avenues, other like marketing channels. So like, like talking about your Facebook or or Instagram on like television and um, kind of the, the cohabitation there with the two channels. That's awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Instagram was my idea. Um, Sandy, I'm six years younger than Sandy. So she always kind of picks on me that I like the social media more than her. And (laughs) when I got her an Instagram, I told her, I promise it's going to work. People like to see pretty things. They like to see nice pictures. And so it's hit off since then. And she's really happy that we decided to get an Instagram. Um, we have another girl, Casey, her and I kind of bounce ideas off each other. She's the one that's really in charge of the campaigns. I just provide the photos for her. Um, we just bounce ideas off of each other. And today is worship of tools day. So we have several posts going out today and it's either Sandy or myself or our guys with tools. We're working and just kind of showing our work and what the guys can do out there. That's awesome. Do you, do you ever, do you see like Instagram performing better in your space than Facebook or is it about, about the same or Facebook's better? Now LinkedIn ties in too. Yeah. And LinkedIn too. Um, LinkedIn, not so much, I guess, because it is our personal profiles and not the company. Facebook is our highest platform. We get a lot of action on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, when we originally did our 25 days of Christmas giveaway, we started with Instagram and we weren't getting a lot of hits. Not a lot of people are seeing our content. So we switched over to Facebook and that's when we started getting a lot of entries. And, and since then we mainly focus on Facebook. I mean, that's how a lot of the people, when they call in to make an appointment, they saw our ad or our pictures on Facebook. That makes sense. And are you using like the Facebook lead forms to collect the leads or are we using like a separate form? Um, well, I, we really don't have a form. I have a contact form on our website. That mm-hmm. is really where they go to. Um, they go to our website, I guess, through Facebook. And then they, they enter that, they submit that form. Um, as far as the Facebook form, once in a blue moon, we may get a form come in, but not too often. It's usually the website. In terms of uh, tools that you're using to you know, schedule all this out, we were talking earlier about it's so hard to keep track of all of these different platforms and post individually. Are you using a tool for that or are you doing it kind of the, the manual method? Um, I, I do use a software. It's called Hootsuite. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's incredibly helpful. It actually shows the calendar and what's being scheduled out today, tomorrow, next week, next month. Um, and you can move those times around, you can set different platforms. Um, and then sometimes it is very picky. Instagram is incredibly picky when it comes to posting photos or videos. So sometimes I do have to get on my phone and post those posts so that it looks nice. It looks correct. Um, and I can post several photos at once rather than one at a time. How do you showcase the before and after on Instagram? Do you use like the two picture method or you do like the divide the picture in half? Um, it really depends on the size of the photo. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I'll do a side by side. Sometimes I'll put the before picture and then they can swipe and they can see the after photo. Um, it just really depends with Instagram. Um, I do a lot of side by side photos. Those are Sandy's favorites. So I like to make those for her and we like to show our clients that way they can see how the house looked before and then right after installation. Yeah. It's great. You can kill two birds with one stone with that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very helpful. Very cool. So I guess really to wrap this up and thank you again so much. This has been really insightful. Um I, I'd love to hear what y'all are doing. And I know I told Sandy this, but I like every single post that you put up on like <laughs> it's always at the top of my feed. I like it every time. It's like a tradition now. It's awesome. Um <clears throat> in terms of let's say there's a home improvement company out there that's maybe it's just one or two people and they're really they want to get their social media 
um, side of things started. Where, in your opinion, is the best place to, to kind of start that? With their social media? Yeah. Um, well, I would say, of course, make a, a group page. I mean, make your own business page. Mm-hmm. Um, take photos all the time. Mm-hmm. Even if it's, I mean, I go out to the job sites and the guys are kind of looking at me or Sandy, like, what are y'all doing? And just <laughs> taking pictures, keep doing what you're doing, you know? And I mean, at first it's kind of like, I feel weird, but after a while you just kind of get, you just have to put yourself out there and just, I mean, if you want your content to look good, you want to grab those clients, then of course you're, you're going to have to put yourself out there. And, um, yeah, I mean, after that, after getting, making your <clears throat> page, you, of course you need a website. I mean, most people really like to see what the window source is about. Um, one thing I've learned with Google analytics is that when you have a website, it's kind of like they're coming into your showroom they're trying to see what you're working with, what you do, your galleries. Um, if you have information regarding the product, they want to see all of that. So of course, always have your website linked to your Facebook account and your Instagram account. But the, those are the, the options I would suggest. Those are all the options I used. Um, I became very fluent or not very fluent. I don't want to say fluent, but I've gotten very good at using Photoshop and being able to work with the lighting and the shadows and, and just making, being able to see those, those windows that may be under the patio that you can't really see because there's not enough lighting. Or if you take an interior picture, there's too much sun. So you can't, it's too dark inside. I've been able to, make those photos look a lot better. So I do suggest trying to get a little fluent on, on editing photos so that when you post them, they, they look nice to the client and they can actually see the picture. And like I said, people like to see pretty stuff. I mean, we're in the time where social media is such a big thing. They want to see pretty and nice things. So especially if they're making an expense as much as, as big as purchasing 20 windows and an entry door and a storm door and all kinds of work, they want to make sure they're buying what they want to buy. So having those photos look nice and show your product really, really helps. Very cool. That's really all the questions that, that I had, Josh, I don't know if you had anything else, but yeah, this um, has been super helpful, Melissa. Thank you for joining. Yeah, of course. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for tuning in. This has been episode number two of Built By. Uh, We cover a lot of things on social media. Um, We are more than happy to continue the conversation off of the podcast. Feel free to hit us up. Uh, My email is mattminer at hatchify.co. I'm Josh Carter at hatchify.co. And if you have any questions or if you just want to yell at us or you want to say that the podcast is stupid, feel free. (laughs) We're pretty open. Yeah. But uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks again to Melissa Fuentes. Uh, from Windows Source West Texas. And um, we hope that you got some value. See you next week.